continue in this same vein, and uh, Pastor Ron and myself, we want to do a little mini workshop with you as we dive a little deeper into what Pastor Ingrid was talking about today. We want to talk about something that is absolutely foundational to our faith and our calling. This weekend, we have a sense that many of you are going to come alive to your calling in Christ to maybe a new calling, a fresh calling, something that God has specifically for you to do. And I want to establish something right up front because many of you don't know this. You might know this, but you don't know this. And so I want to tell you right now, you are called. And I want yes. you to hear that. You are called. And I want you to turn to your neighbor and I want you to tell them, you are called. And I want you to turn to your other neighbor and I want you to tell them, you are called. And that's actually an easy thing to say about somebody else. But now I'm going to ask you to do something a little harder. I want you to say, I am called to your neighbor. I am called. Say it again. I, I am called. called. Amen. And how do we know this? We know this because the Bible tells us. And I want you to listen to the words of Scripture that remind us that we are called. And as you listen to these words, I pray that they come alive into your spirit if you don't already know this. 1 Peter 2.9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. 2 Timothy 1.10, he has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. 1 Corinthians 7, 17, nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned them, just as God has called them. 1 Peter 4, 10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various form. So now that we have established, based on God's word, that you are called, we're going to anchor into something called our primary calling, and that is our call to being. You see, from the time that we're young, we're taught messages that place our worth and our value and our validation on performance and doing. Messages like, be stronger, work harder, do better, be perfect, hurry up. All of these messages get reinforced in our life again and again and again, and they leave us feeling like our identity and our worth is tied up in what we do. And when we come into relationship with Christ, we often just adopt these exact same messages into our faith journey. And out of our love for God and our desire to please him and our desire to follow him and follow in his ways, often what happens is we take this exact same um, need for validation through doing right into our faith walk. And I'm going to give you an example of this. So we would read a scripture like this, Philippians 2 verse 3, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. And we interpret and filter a scripture and the instructions of scripture like that one through these drivers of I need to do more, I need to do better, I need to be perfect, instead of stepping into our call to being. Our doing comes to the forefront and is at the forefront of our faith. 
Now, have you ever taken the time to do an exercise where you've written a personal mission statement for your life? Has anybody ever done something like that, maybe through work or in some context? Okay. And these are helpful tools. They really are. They help to sort of clarify what we're called to do. You can put some clarifying language around those things, personality tests, things that help you understand yourself and get, get to know yourself better, know what your skills are and your strengths. Those are all very, very helpful tools that help to kind of clarify our place in the world. But all of those things are focused on what we do. They're very, very helpful, but they don't actually address our primary calling. The calling that is even greater than our purpose, that is higher than our gifts, our strengths, our ability, our performance, our activity, and our job. That is so good. I mean, I love what Pastor Ingrid even brought up, the story in the Bible of Mary and Martha that we find in Luke 10, 38 to 42. And in this story, we see the contrast of Martha using her gifts and her strengths to welcome Jesus and to show hospitality in her home. And these kind of people are incredible, who love to care for us, eh, Lori? Who love to nurture us, who love to cook for us, and just welcome people into their home. How many in here are one of those people? Come on, put your hand up. We love to have people over. We love you. We love you. Yes, we do. Make people feel welcome. Yeah, we just give you an applaud. We love you. Yes. You are amazing. Such important gifts. You are amazing. Well, I want to be clear here because Martha often gets a really bad name here. Okay, we're not (laughs) slamming Martha. This is not about slamming her. It's actually a beautiful thing that she was showing her gifts and her ability, her desire to welcome and to show hospitality. And Mary, on the other hand, you know, she is sitting, she's sitting at the feet of Jesus. She's in a posture of worship, postured in humility. She's postured in rest. She's waiting and listening. And Mary is not doing anything that we can see from the outside. However, what does Jesus say? Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. It was not the doing that Jesus was talking about. For God calls us all to minister and to serve with our gifts and abilities as he's created us uniquely to be. But Jesus is addressing the primary call of being overdoing. And here in this moment, Martha had it in the wrong order. And because of this, she missed a divine moment with Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Because Jesus' desire for every single one of us first is relationship. He desires to be with us. And our call to being comes before our purpose and our doing and all the things that kind of fill our hearts and our minds about our expression of faith. And again, Rhonda and I are not trying to pit our doing and our being against each other. Both are absolutely necessary for a vibrant faith expression. But you and I both know that we focus so much on the doing. We do it in church. I take responsibility for that as a pastor, how many invitations there are, calls to serve, calls to doing. But we feel in this season that there is a deeper call of what God is inviting us into, the come to Jesus moment of leaning into this space of everything Pastor Ingrid just shared with us today, of spending time with him, of cultivating intimacy with him that is so important for us in this season. Because the truth is that you are first called to someone and then called to something. Yet everything in our faith walk 
so focuses on doing that we actually want to step outside of that today and teach you how to sit in a call to being. You know, Lori, even as you're sharing this, the closest analogy that comes to my mind personally is being a parent. This is just personal to me. And when my kids were little, there was no expectation for them to be perfect. And they're still not perfect. What? I know. Shocking. Wow. But guess what? Neither am I. And when they were born, I had to teach them so much. We had to teach them how to walk, and they were completely relying on us to care for them, to feed them, to nurture them, to keep them warm and safe. And the teaching and the guiding, they were learning to walk, falling and stumbling as they were growing. There were also tantrums and timeouts. And I think back to that season as my daughters were toddlers. They were so adorable. But it makes me realize that this is exactly what I am like with God. I am one big toddler. I have the tantrums with God when I say it, I wanna do it my way, I wanna do it, leave me alone, I got this, when I don't have it. And God has to put me sometimes in timeouts. <laughs> it's true. But he lovingly, lovingly disciplines me because he has so much more in store. God is the perfect father. And even as a broken and imperfect mother, I understood that my kids were growing and learning, and I was not expecting perfectionism from them. Women here today, hear these words. God is not expecting perfectionism from us. God is looking us for us to hold his hand and to follow him. And just like my little toddler, my two-year-old daughter would hold my hand, we are to hold the hand of our perfect father and this is a beautiful imagery of trust, complete dependency on God, holding his hand because he knows the way. He supplies my every need. He protects me and he cares for me. When my children were little, they were not working, they weren't shopping, they weren't even helping me. They were completely free loading, 100%. <laughs> I was doing all the heavy lifting, however, when they would lay their heads on my chest and cuddle with me. That was the greatest desire of my heart. Mm -hmm. I was not looking to care for them, for them just to give back to me, but it was their affection and their love that I desired more than anything, and it filled my heart to overflowing. Is that not the same with God? He desires to be with us. We fully free load from the grace and mercy of God each and every day. We drink lavishly from his provision each and every moment of our lives. Every ounce of grace has been given to us and we cannot earn any of it. And what does God want? Our heart, our affection, our attention, our devotion and to be with him. And it touches the very heart of God. Think about that. Isn't that awe-inspiring? We can touch the heart of God by taking delight in Him and being with Him, leaning our heads against His chest and giving Him our love and affection. And this is the most simplest and perfect way I feel when I see in my mind of what God desires the most from us. But I still wanna be honest, I struggle. I still struggle feeling like I have to attain the love of God. And this is just not correct. As a toddler takes the hand of their parent, May we take the hand of our Father. Take time to tell him as often as we can how much we love him and to hear his voice over us. He is the Father. 
We are his children and we are to have complete dependency on him. Yeah, that's true. Because what did Jesus say? He said, unless mm -hmm. you become like a little child, you're not going to see and experience the kingdom of heaven. And what was it about becoming like a child that Jesus used as the example that day? It was the reliance aspect. It was being fully reliant on God that we are being invited into, resting in just being with him, waiting and lingering in his presence, trusting he will lead us, trusting he knows the way, and trusting he knows what we need most. It's an invitation to hold his hand, to be led by him, and to trust him. Amen. And so in the same way, that you would and maybe have written a personal mission statement today for your work or your life or your family, we want to lead you in how to craft and write a call to being statement. A call to being statement is one or two sentences that clarify your call to being before focusing on your doing or your mission or your purpose. So I'm gonna give you exactly how to do this. And I'm gonna invite the ushers right now as I'm explaining this to give you a handout. So you'll just begin passing out. The oh, you've got yeah. it already. When did that happen? Where was I? They're you on it, Lori, they're on it. Oh, woohoo! amazing I did not ushers. even see that happen. Okay, so I'm just gonna explain <laughs> how to do this. So step one is you're going to identify a few key scriptures that have been meaningful to you in your lifetime. Scriptures that stand out, maybe you have a life scripture, maybe you have scriptures that sort of are reoccurring themes in your life. Now, if you're here today and you would say, I don't even know any scriptures, then I would encourage you, you can still do this exercise, Google important scriptures or key scriptures in the Bible. Just Google it and see the ones that come up and kind of pull the ones that stand out to you. God's gonna speak to you as you read the scriptures and there's gonna be ones that stand out to you. Then after you've written, let's say, four, five, six scriptures down, then you wanna pull out some key words that are standing out to you in those scriptures. What is it? Whether it's a word or a theme or what is the scripture saying, you're gonna pull those words out and then you're gonna to begin to craft a statement that is a statement of your call to being. And this statement will start with the words either and or, I desire, I am passionate to, I long to. So Rhonda and I are just gonna give you an example of how this went for us. We did this exercise in a course that we took and it was profoundly, profoundly life-changing and impactful for us. And so we'll just explain how this went for us and then give you a chance to dig into this exercise. So step one, a few scriptures that stood out for me. I have a bunch of them, there's about 10 of them. I'm not gonna read them all, but I'm just gonna go into step two. So these are the words that I pulled out of my key scriptures. Psalm 84, uh, Psalm 8410, humility and God's presence. Matthew 22:37, holy love God, all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Proverbs 3 verse 5, trust God, acknowledge God. Romans 12, humility. 1 Corinthians, freedom. Luke 10, authority, finish, completed. Ephesians, dependency and God's strength. So I took those words and I sat with the Lord for a while and I crafted a statement using those words that I just shared. And this was my statement. 
My passion and desire is to humbly live, move, and have my being from the rest found in God's presence. I long for my complete dependency to be in the strength of God's might. Now, there's a list of some questions for you to help you not go into doing in your call to being statement. Rhonda, why don't you unpack that for us? Yeah, for your, sure. In your example. Oh, for sure. Now, when I did this, I actually found it really hard. I'll be honest. When I was crafting this, and I had a beautiful moment because once again, Lori and I were in this course together. We were in a group setting, and I shared my, my statement. So I'm going to tell you what it was right now. And I said, I long to love Jesus with a surrendered, humble, and hungry heart and to exhort, encourage, and edify others to know their significance and purpose in the body of Christ. And lovingly, one of the members of my group said, well, Rhonda, don't you think that's a lot of doing? I don't hear a lot of being in that. And I was like, oh, this is so hard. So I went back to the drawing board and I just waited on the Lord and I was like, God, help me to not just put do, but to be in this statement. And this is what I've come and I'm still working on it. This is a beautiful thing. Yeah. You'll write something and you just continue, can allow the Holy Spirit to edit it. But I have this, it's revised. I desire to live a life fully present in the presence of Christ as I delight in his delight in me as his daughter and to run unhindered in my God-gifted destiny as I feel his pleasure. So that's what I wrote. Beautiful. Yeah. So beautiful. Okay. Now we are slowly running out of time, but you have the sheets with you, you can begin to think about this. I'm gonna give you just a few minutes to kind of sit on this. You're not gonna have time to do it all in the next couple of minutes. We are gonna have the break hosts come up and we're gonna dismiss for break. We have a delicious break for you, a, a snack for you, not a break, and a delicious break. <laughs> and also the exercises in your digital download. So what we really, really encourage you to do is don't just take this in this moment and never come back to it. Come back to this in your time with the Lord. Sit in it, spend time with God, craft a statement, send it to someone who's here today. Ask them, is there any doing in this statement? And then begin to meditate on your call to be. What has God called you to be? And there's a list of questions there that you can check your statement with to see if you put any doing in your statement. Okay, Ron and I are gonna leave the stage. There'll be a couple of examples up on the screen for you. We're gonna give you like two, three minutes just to kind of start crafting a few things and then we're gonna go into break, okay? Okay.